We're live. We're good to go. Chuck, take it away. Okay. Welcome to Rubbing Elbows. We've got the dynamic duo, Mark and Ken, top producers, relentless marketing team, and um, highly trusted uh, agents in uh, at least Tarzana South is now one area you guys farm really, really well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We paid him well to say that. Yeah. Yes. Please Venmo. Check is in the mail, sir, Chuck. Check is in the mail. Um, so we have a few questions. We have all types of people that uh, join us, uh, new agents, old agents, uh, agents looking to level up, you know, escrow people, loan people, title people. Um, I guess my first question is um, market conditions. Uh, that seems to be um, something that that's a kind of reoccurring question. Well, before we get into market questions and maybe some specifics, I, I personally um, would love to hear your story, how you guys got together, how you even uh, got into real estate, if you don't mind sharing your story with us. Sure. Mark's got seen party. He goes first. No, well, um, briefly, I was in – I've been – pretty much full-time in real estate since the early 90s, about 95, kind of kicked in full-time. Ken was in another world. He came in um, to real estate sometime in 2000. I was with a Coldwell banker, and uh, I knew his wife for many years, so we kind of, you know, came to ask me a bunch of questions about real estate, get in the business, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, one thing led to another. I've never in my life ever wanted or searched for a partnership and it just kind of happened we were both very heavy into working expired listings we were both being coached by the same people we ended up getting paired together on this new housing project in woodland hills and then from there it just kind of it happened you know and here we are 12 some odd years later still doing it boom nice <laughs> still driving each other crazy Uh, right, so, let, so, let me get it. Let me get into the next question. That's, that's good because we we have to know where you're coming from. We we always love hearing people's journeys and things like that. Um, what 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 would you say is like the best benefit uh, of being in a team? Like how it's you guys. It's two man team, but obviously you've got other, I'm sure admins or whatever. Um, what's the benefits? Okay, I mean, the the biggest benefit it. is that one person gets to do all the work and the other person just gets to kick back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, I mean, the reality is for us, we, we both have completely different strengths. So when I got into real estate in 2007, like Mark said, we both had the same coaching program, Mike Ferry. And it just seemed like we were going on a lot of appointments against each other. And inevitably, it was either him or myself that was getting them. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, having both of us there, if maybe if they don't gravitate to one of us, then they gravitate to the other one. So hopefully we're, we're losing a lot less now than we would have in the past. So you guys yeah, are, go uh, I was going to say, you guys are obviously top producers now, very successful. And, and you have, a, 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 I'm assuming a flow, a strategy, a, a team around you. Uh, but when you got started, how, you know, how, how did you generate business? How did you get out there and, and really uh, create a brand for yourself? 
Well, f I mean, like, again, we both were really hardcore into, you know, very actively prospecting expired listings for sale by owners, you know, the old, the old faithful, the old, you know, the basics. And then it kind of, you know, grew from there. Um, we took on a, a farm together in and we started to work that very aggressively, um, not just with mailing, but getting out golf. Uh, and to this day, you know, we have a nice bulk of our business coming, owing it really kind of took off from there. You guys used to do the golf cart thing, right? Still do. Still do. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. Tell us about that. Um, well, nowadays, you know, we're not doing it, unfortunately, just because of, you know, the appropriateness of it. But yeah, I mean, it's been, a, you know, when you talk about branding, for us, that's was a, was a fantastic brand. Everybody in Tarzana knows us as the guys in the golf cart. And we started it because, you, you know, you don't want to walk up and down streets in Tarzana. It's like streets in San Francisco. So we, we ended up with the golf cart and it just turned into a thing to where when we knock on doors and people say, hey, guys, is your golf cart with you? Like, that's more famous than we are, you know, but it's now it's like our thing. And, and you know, people see us driving around the streets. They pull us over. How you doing? My cousin's looking for this. I got this guy looking for that. So that's just kind of, you know, and then it's just taken off from there as far as the golf cart goes. Now we use it in all of our marketing to Tarzana, you know, as a brand. So what kind of tips can you give to people that are looking to, um, whether they're new or they're just, you know, changing with times with all the technology that's coming in, how, how can you educate people to go out there and get transactions and listings in, in today's kind of world? COVID world or just technology world? Well, I would like for you to maybe address both, you know, specific right now to, to the COVID times, but, but just, you know, even in general in, uh, with all the new technology. I mean, in general, I, I think, you know, like Mark and I were both brought up Mike Ferry and it's just the, the grunt work that's not exciting or, um, you know, um, pretty, but at the end of the day, it gets the work done. And the more time you put into it, it's going to have rewards at the end. It might not be immediately gratifying, but like with anything, you know, you're going to get rewards at the end, the 10,000 hour rule, right? Um, Mike used to say, you know, don't even expect anything until you're at least five years in as far as referrals and all that type of stuff. Um, so you just, at some point, just rolling up your sleeves and just being, uh, dedicated to doing the same thing every day and day out. And even to this day, Mark and I pretty much go out every day, assuming that we have nothing, not one thing. And that's, that's so, our biggest motivator. So, so diving in a little deeper on that, uh, maybe Mark, you, you, if you want to jump in and do, do you guys have your daily disciplines? And if so, what, what are those? If you could talk to us about your daily disciplines. Well, I mean, for first off, as far as going real quick back to technology and this and that, I think we're we're fortunate, Ken and I, I mean, you know, I look at my, I'm an old timer in this business. I know I look like I'm 21, but I mean, I've been around for a while. So when I was trained, technology really wasn't the thing. So I learned how to work kind of guerrilla style, you know, face-to-face -face marketing. And even in this type of a world where there's a lot of, you know, Facebook and all of that, those are, it's extremely, extremely important. And if you're not involved in that, I think you're, no, you're falling far behind. And we're still learning that all the time and trying to grow that aspect of our business. Yet, 
we've never cut loose of the basics, you know, the what we've been taught and the face to face. And, you know, you can't, you know, getting into this business now, it's not, you know, yes, you can post and do and do, but, you, you know, it's, this is a face to face business. So we've always taken that and really apply that every single day to what we're doing. Um, I would say for myself, as far as a daily discipline, I was a little more hardcore back when I was, you know, regimented in the office at 8 a.m. on the phones at X time and doing this and this and this. I'm a, I work a little bit differently now, but, and I've been in it long enough where I don't need to crack a whip on myself. I have that self-discipline to where I know what I have to do every day. I know I have to do my lead follow-up. I know that there's people in the farm, you know, who I need to be contacting. So I think it's just waking up with that and uh, making sure I get that done every single day. But if you're new, if you're new, you have to have a more a regimented schedule, I believe, for sure. So do you guys, uh, are you guys comfortable with maybe uh, giving us a little bit of scripting? If I, if I ask you a question as a, as a uh, potential, uh, you know, client of yours? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many different scripts too. Like you, we have, you know, prospecting calls, things like that. Because um, the but specifically, if if I, if I'm a customer and I come to you and I say, hey Ken, you know, why why should I choose you and Mark to list my home? I'll let Mark answer that. He loves answering that question. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, I I I talk to you about the commitment that we both have. You know, number one, we're two guys. And the way that we approach the business is a very active and aggressive approach at either A, finding them a house of their dreams, or B, getting their home sold at top dollar, and then getting into detail how we're going to do that. And really, you know, selling them on all of the fancy technology of today and the marketing and this and that. But, you know, that, that kind of quote unquote grind out mentality that we have, that we just roll up our sleeves, we don't stop until the job is done, we make as many contacts as possible. If a house isn't on the market, we're gonna find a way to find them that. So it's taking that kind of old school mentality in a mix with today in a very active approach at getting whatever their goals are accomplished. So I have, I have a question, I have a question without, without getting political because we just don't discuss politics or religion or anything too heavy here way to start, way, way to start a question just just curious what 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 is what is your take on uh it being an election year and what it's going to do for the market to the market you know All right, well oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead Ken. so no, go ahead i'll go after you in 2016, before the last election, we would actually meet with people. And it was like, it was the first time in my short career in real estate was like, you know, politics really was having an effect. People were freaked out whether whoever won, it was going to freak out the other side. And it was preventing people from kind of moving forward. This time, it seems like it's been so polarized for so long that people are just doing what they need to do when it comes to real estate. Um, my biggest concern basically what we're telling clients is that i don't know what things are going to look like five to seven months from now just from the fallout economically from what's going on with the COVID stuff like what's it really going to look like when things do get to reopen how many businesses go out how many people really end up being unemployed and how does that trickle down theory affect everything so but right now yeah i mean it's kind of crazy i mean it's like no effect of anything people are over the top doing stuff right now 
So, right, right. And I try, you know, I don't get political at all with anybody because that automatically cuts out half your audience. But, and, and I, I think for myself, I've heard more of how is COVID affecting the next six months as opposed to who's going to win in November. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like Ken said, right now, we, we tell them how the market is right now. I try to be as positive as possible. I don't want to, you know, yes, small business owners can go out of business from now and, you know, until the end of the year, and that can cause issues. But we sell them on how the market is right now and just try to be, you know, very positive about it. And, you know, we're, for example, on our personal spread that simple, like in our farm, we're just like tripling on the things we do to let them see what we're selling, what we're listing. What we're, so there's no lot in their head. They don't have to ask us how much they can see. Here's God, these guys are really getting things sold right now. Market must be great. We don't have to tell them because we're showing them type of a thing. So that's kind of the approach that I take towards it. Like when this whole thing happened in March, I freak out. Like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you ask no, no, finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, it's like, I refuse to even like, okay, it's happening. Let's freak out. What are we going to do to not be affected? And let's not think about it. Let's not talk about it. Let's wear, do our masks. Let's, you know, just be 100% positive. Just kind of like, you know, I've always been a guy like at the end of the year when people like, let's do our year end goals and start the year. And I get it. And I think it's an amazing thing. But I also think subconsciously in a lot of the minds of a lot of agents, it shuts you down. So you start to think come November, your te your whoever your mentor is or coaches or what have you say, okay, guys, it's time to focus on the first quarter next year. What are we going to do? Let's get our numbers. And then it kind of shuts them down in November and December. So the same thing with that. I don't, I don't think of it as a year end. I don't think of it as a pandemic. I mean, it's the market is the way it is. We have masks, we have gloves. You know, the protocols are a little different, but just keep it out of your mind and move forward. Again, demonstrate that to the world by your actions and not, you know, you, you won't have to hold as many hands because they see you're out there doing it. So let me ask you guys both. I mean, take off the, the realtor hat talking to a customer and, and let's assume we're, you know, we're just amongst friends here. Where do you honestly see the market? And just in your opinion, obviously nobody has a crystal ball, but where do you see the market in 12 months from today? We tell them they are screwed. Sell now, they're going to lose everything they have. It's over. No, I, I mean, I don't know. Ken will give you his. I tell people based on, I can only go on what's, what's happening right now. And right now we have extremely low inventory. We have amazing interest rates. That's not going to change in my opinion during an election year. Trump's not going to let that happen. So all of that's in place. Look how the market was before COVID. So all I can do is go off of that. And if I have to project, I think our area is holding up very well. We're seeing a lot more confidence. Everybody's shocked, probably you guys included, how well the market's doing. I know we have our company-wide meetings and our owner of the SID is shocked at how many escrows are being opened. And so we got to take that. And that's, you know, if I have to project that out, you know, I'm an optimist. I'm going to say that this is, uh, you know, you know, may not just shoot to the moon, but it looks like we have a nice foundation for a solid market over the next six plus months to a year. Ken, do you agree with Ken, that? Yeah, basically all, all I tell our clients is that at the end of the day, yeah, it's super strong right now. It's just what's it gonna look like when all this dust settles? My common sense would tell me that 
we're going to have to take a little bit of a hit. It doesn't make sense that we wouldn't if they're really projecting that all these businesses are going to go under and things like that. It's got to affect us eventually. I don't know how much, but common sense just tells me that it's got to a little bit. And are you? And, guys we're, and we're seeing some of that. We're seeing we're seeing some of that right now. Literally, if you take all of our inventory and draw a line, half of the stuff we're getting 15 calls a day on. And it's like, it seems like Ken has been running around like one house over Memorial Day weekend, 17 showings, four or five offers. We sold it. He's spending his day, you know, with the new protocol. Now you have 10 showings. You got to be at a house all day long. And it seems like I'm spending the rest of the time with the sellers where nothing's happening. And we're talking them off a cliff and trying to get price reduction. So it's interesting how certain ones are just blowing out and others are sitting. So the market's good, but it's not like amazing, but it's, you know, it's obviously a lot better than we had all thought it was going to be in March. Yeah, I think we can all agree that it's uh, much better than anybody expected it to be three, four months into uh, this pandemic. Um, who knows what's going to happen down the road? And we may or may not see the effects of today's hits in nine months from now. Uh, but are you guys right. preparing your uh, your business and, and how you interact? Uh, are, are you preparing for anything, any potential pivots? Uh, or are you just hitting the, the ground every day the same way and just moving forward? Kind of like Mark said earlier, we just, we just, it doesn't change. Doesn't matter. It's the first of the year. We just, we don't shut down. We're constantly going out every day. Like we have nothing. So every lead we have right now or everything we have going, it's like, it's all about getting it done and getting more. Let's and whatever's going to happen, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. We're not changing our attitude. We're not changing our desire, our persistence, you know, and we're just going to go out and do it and refuse to believe. I, I have a block on negativity on news. You know, I don't like it. I don't let it filter in as far as to affect my work habits and what I'm going to do. It's not going to change me. So what does the Mark and Ken team look like in five years from now? Just, I mean, that aspect really doesn't change. It's almost like, you know, if something, you know, if a listing's not selling right away and the clients ask you, well, what are you going to do differently? And all of a sudden we tell them all these things. And it's like, well, why weren't you doing that in the beginning then? Why would you wait until everything's so miserable? So, I mean, the only difference would be it's just refining, 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 just doing everything we can in our client's best interest. And then just hopefully just more deals from it. That's really about it, at least from my point when of view. When you ask that, are you talking about like how we're going to grow a team or is it, was that where you were going? Yeah. I mean, if you look at, at yourselves moving forward, I mean, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Where do you see yourself in five years? Is it bigger team? Is it your own, you know, brand office? Is it, you know, that's kind of where I was going with it. Well, ho hopefully not fatter and balder, but um, <laughs> as far as business goes, you know, I don't know. We, we look at, you know, there's a lot of teams, obviously I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if we consider we have, you know, we have a team, but there are a lot of teams that are kind of like where it's a pyramid where they have a bunch of agents that come on. I think my video just cut off. Sorry. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Can you guys hear me? Okay. So, you know, we're like, you know, there's a couple agents and then they have 10 or 15 agents working under them kind of taking a cut. It's almost like a mini real estate company within a company. So we haven't really sat down and, and, drafted a map of, of if that's the direction we're going in or not um so i you know to answer that question i just 
you know, I don't know. That may be something we're going to look into, um, you know, but right now we, you know, we're very happy with what we have. Our business still grows all the time. And I guess it's a, it's time to kind of pivot and see, can we benefit now off of really bringing in other people and having that quote unquote team and making money that way. You have to be good managers. You've got to be on top of people. So we got to look deep in ourselves and see if that's something we want to do. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So I do want to give a chance and uh, open it up here. If anybody has uh uh, a question, just either raise your hand or, or uh, mark me down somehow so I can unmute you and then you can uh, ask your question. Ah, uh, there we go. Nothing, everything, that's good. <laughs> yeah, see right up front. Um, I actually had a question that um, before you were gonna give it away, I was gonna ask a question regarding um, your marketing efforts and what um, other agents can maybe learn from you um, to apply to their own business. Things that, you know, I'm not asking you to give away the farm, just uh, certain things that, uh, that they can apply in their own farm. You know, some that can be a new agent, that can be old agents, again, trying to level up, trying to catch up. Um, anything you can think of? I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's not rocket science um you know I, I speak at some of the offices when you know when mark and i are invited to speak to other agents and mike ferry used to say the same thing like if you're a newer agent typically you don't have money coming into the business so what are you going to do you're going to do the things that are most cost effective and the least expensive and one of those things is just door knocking and getting out there and doing the things that aren't glamorous but they they still work and why do they work well they see you're out there every day. They know you're reliable, responsible. You're there when they ask questions. And at some point, they know you're not fly by night. So they can come to you and feel confident that you can get the job done and you're not going anywhere. Um, you know, as far as the stuff we do, it's the same thing. We do basically really what other agents are doing. But it's the, it's the other non-glamorous stuff that really, at least for us, that's what makes the difference. And that's just, I mean, and I know it sounds stupid, but that's like, Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Matthew Ferry type stuff. Yeah, I mean, backing that, there's, you know, look, we've all been doing this a long time. There's no magic pill. I I honestly, there might be something someone does slightly differently or, you know, this or that or whatever, but you're not going to find one guy out of 10,000 real estate agents that has this magic pill that no one else knows about. And for me, there's just one word, and that's called consistency. Whatever you're doing, be consistent about, especially if you're farming for newer agents, that's why they call it farming. You're planting a seed and you got to wait for the crop to grow. You can't expect anything to happen overnight. But whatever you're doing, if you're talking to your past clients, if you're doing social media, consistency and don't put all your eggs in one basket. Look for three or four different avenues to attract business. Don't put it all in the social media don't just go I'm only going to work expired I'm only going to farm because you're pigeonholing yourself you've got to have a little bit everywhere and then you'll find you won't have those as many ups and downs in your business and be consistent with all of whatever you're going to apply to speechless fire away <laughs> I see a question there hi hi so um I work a lot of mostly sellers and builders and for me, I feel like um, I'm not a farm agent. I'm more um, accustomed to my sellers. So 
do you feel that open houses are going to open up again? Um, I don't care about the showings, doing it through lockbox and all that, but I feel like I also get a lot of business from neighbors and when I'm able to sit open houses. So do you see that changing? I mean, eventually it's going to open back up. Eventually it's going to open back up. And I think if you're, you know, my belief on open, like what you just said, the reason you're doing open houses, you want to meet neighbors and that's fantastic if you're doing that. And when you do it, be very aggressive, promote yourself. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to happen any, you know, not this year. I, I wouldn't think, I mean, they're looking at if the numbers go up for the next two weeks, they're going to shut us down again. So God willing, that doesn't happen. But I think if that's, you know, that's hard because if that's a main source of your business right now, and I know a lot of agents that are suffering because they love open houses, they really get business. If that's where you've got to find other ways to, to get that, you know, meet sellers or meet buyers because you meet a lot of buyers through open houses. And I would probably shift a lot towards social media. You can also, there are, I, what, which are you with Keller? Which company are you with? Which company are you with? With Power Brokers, but I'm oh. a partner. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, if you're with a company, there's agents you may know that are busy agents and they love to pass off buyers and get referral fees. So there's, I think you got to start looking at creative ways to try and get more buyers right now. And that's what I, I told a couple newer agents that are like, what do I do now? I can't do open houses. It's like, get to some agents that have buyers that may. You know. I think, I think you might be up in the hills and uh, you have limited uh, service. I think that's cut out. But you know, also like getting back to that type of stuff too, like beginning with Mike Ferry, you know, they're really big on cold calling. And I know people cringe at that and I used to do as well, but at least now we know people are going to be home to answer their phone. So, you know, you're just making these calls. And if you have a script to go off and you're giving them information that they want to hear right now, because they're stuck at home, Hey, you're just looking for that. You're not worried about the 10 that keep hanging up on you. You're worried about you. You want the ones like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. I didn't even, you know, that's the one you're looking for. So it just takes a bunch of calls to get to that person, but they're there. Speaking speaking of uh, cringing, I have a question in regards to uh, door knocking. And um, a lot of agents are terrified, you know, to door knock. Uh, because they're terrified of being having the, the door slammed in their face, or what happens if you know whatever. What what's what's your um, what's your take on that? I mean, I used to be I used to be terrified of door knocking as well too, because I like being on the phone. Then it switched where I couldn't stand being on the phone. I like door knocking. The door knocking thing I like now because you're you're face to face with them. Um, you and look, everybody has a bad day, so yeah, they might slam. We have a great example, Mark and I. We door knocked on somebody's house one time in our farm, and she literally she screamed at us, yelled at us to get off her property, all this stuff. And I want to say it might have been 12 months, but it could have been six months as well. She called us up to represent her daughter. So she yelled at us one day to get off her property, and within a year, she was calling us up to represent her daughter on the purchase of a home. Or her son, son and daughter-in-law. Can you guys hear me okay now? Yes. Okay, so door knocking also, it depends on what you're doing. Are you door knocking a farm where it's a much more casual, hey, it's Mark and Ken, just, you know, your realtor stopping by, hand them a notepad, they ask you questions. It gets easier, obviously, when you're knocking the same doors on a farm and they begin to know you and they look through your people and say, it's Mark and Ken, and they open the door and 
a conversation happens, as opposed to knocking on an expired door or a for sale by owner's door where it's a hard sell face to face. I mean, that's a whole, you've got to have that right, you know, mentality, you know, to do that and uh, a good mindset going in, but nothing to be scared about door knocking in a farm. It's just conversation. That's all it is. Okay. Not a hard sell. It's just a meet and greet over time. They get to know you. I, I do understand though, that I've heard when I do talk to the other offices, a lot of the, the, the women are, you know, going up to the door by themselves. It is kind of a different, that's yeah, different yeah, that's, mindset. So that's something that obviously we can't change, but, um, you know, you, and I think too, people feel agents have a, in their own mind, if they knock on someone's door, they're kind of intruding or annoying. And I, you have to get that out of your head because if you go up to a door with that mentality, someone's going to answer the door without reaction. You know, you get what you're thinking about or what's in your head. So don't think like that. We're giving a great service. You're just knocking on doors, saying hello. 99% of the time, they're going to be friendly. The one time that they're not, big deal. Like Ken said, they called us a year later to list the daughter. I mean, in one ear and out the other, if they get angry at you. That's being in sales. You've got to, you know, it's just part of the biz. So what's, what's your take on uh, third-party partnerships, like, uh, you know, specific escrow companies, lenders, title? Is, is that something that's important to you, to your business? Is that something that... Uh... You mean as a business generation tool? Both as a business generation tool and as a value add to your existing customers. Well, it's 100% a value add to existing customers because you want them to help you out with the minutia. And if they're very professional, if the title officers are professional, the escrow people, when your clients have interactions with them, it just is a great reflection on you. If they're not, it's a negative reflection on you. As far as third-party companies that you can hire to generate business for you personally myself and Ken we haven't had much luck we've tried those things and uh, it sounds good but if they were able to generate that much business they would be doing it for themselves type of thing that's my belief right right I agree with that Chuck question um, so you guys were both with uh, Mike Ferry great getting coached by Mike Ferry um, when I started, I mean, I don't know, at some point, not started, but about seven, eight years ago when I transitioned from loans to actual real estate, um, Bert Backman and I were doing a lot of the objection and rebuttals, a lot of the script, the Mike Ferry script. All day we used to listen to that stuff. Um, we slowly transitioned to Tom Ferry, okay? Like son. What are your thoughts on, I don't know if it's even fair to ask because I know you've been with Mike Ferry for so long, but what are your thoughts on the two strategies, the two, the two school of thought with them? Well, definitely Tom is a hundred, I, I haven't really been involved in coaching for a while now. I kind of was kind of coached out of my mind. And at some point I felt like I had to fly the coop, you know, and do my own, put my own personality. I think I was a little too, robotic and I needed to get my own personality going into it anyway. Um, but Tom is fabulous as far as, uh, the next generation, you know, all the social media and, and he's taking that to the next level. So I, I, if I were newer today in the business personally, he's definitely more energetic. We know that. Yeah. No, and he, you know, he's got the, He's just more in tune with the social media and the, the younger generation of buyer, which, you know, and Mike is a little more on to the hardcore, which is great because Mike builds, 
I wouldn't have anything, you know, my, Mike Ferry is my real estate father, basically. He taught me the foundation of real estate that I still reference back to everything I've ever learned. And that gave me that solid foundation to go out on my own and do my thing, incorporating those things. So you don't, you know, it's, you know, you can pick and choose what you like about each individual person. But um, overall, I think Tom is better suited for where the world is going now. And Mike would probably shoot me in the head for saying that, but it's true. Well, I agree with you. I think they're both fantastic. But just like you said, I think Tom is just more in tune with the younger agents that are, you know, they're, they're not as comfortable with maybe cold calling or door knocking. They're comfortable with, you know, drip campaigns, email campaigns, email blasts you know, all the different things that he does. So yeah, I agree right. with you 100%. And at um, the end of the day, you end up, you just have to do what they tell you to do as well, because, you know, our coach, this guy, Steve Powers, used to tell us like, look, what are you paying me for if you're not going to listen to what I'm telling you to do? You might right. as well just not pay me and not do anything. So, you know, also with, you know, with the different coaches out there and stuff like that, you know, you tend to, to go to people that you like, that you have some type of connection with for the most part i'm sure there's you know other exceptions but so if you like someone hopefully you're going to listen to what they're telling you to do so you know it doesn't matter who it's with so it could be mike it could be matthew it could be tom but as long as you're doing what they're telling you you're going to get results yeah so having you know having your coach tell you you know if you're not going to listen to me you know what are you paying me for it's the same conversation I had with my workout coach. We haven't talked in weeks. For sure. Um, all right. right. We're going to do the uh, weekly wins because we're just uh, hitting 30, 40 minutes. And obviously, we always want to respect everyone's time. Um, Leo, how about you go first today? Uh, oh, so weekly win. I'm, I'm actually going to keep it personal and not business um, just because there's so much that has happened in this last week from all different aspects. And I'm involved in a lot of nonprofit organizations. Um, so one one uh, very small win is uh, this um, uh, this uh, the LAUSD was about to pass uh, curriculum for uh, students that was going to be very anti-Semitic, very uh, anti-Israel, and it literally was about to pass. Uh, we're, it's not a win yet, but we were able to push the vote back to the end of August, and we are fighting very hard to get the, uh, the, the board uh, from LAUSD to side with us and, and wait until the new curriculum comes out. So something that we've been fighting on, and we at least didn't lose. So that's our win. That's good. Nice. Who else would like to share a win? Anybody, uh, whether it's business or personal, something that was positive this week? Like I, I was telling, I was telling Ken earlier about, I was telling Ken earlier about the win that could be, you know, getting a new listing, getting a new escrow, or being able to stay away from a cupcake. It could be anything. <laughs> so. I'll go. I'll go next. I'll go next if you'd like. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Save that thought. Bella's raising her hand. Let's uh, unmute. Go ahead, Bella. Hi, guys. Um, you know, I will say I've been in a really great, um, grateful state. Uh, I say my win is being that I came here from Maui about almost like actually a month, 
a month, I just moved back home from Maui after being there for four years and thought I can just kick ass with Pilates. And I just feel like I got this win-win with being placed into um, this business, working as a processor with um, a gentleman who I just really um, enjoy working with. And I just feel like I got a win-win in the meantime that something that I also get to grow and build on top of um, being a Pilates instructor. So I just feel like I'm in the right place and I get to, you know, do what I do best and learn and, and create and build. That's awesome. Nice. So thank you for sharing that. Who else do we, I think Kate, Katie, I may have seen you raise your hand. I may have not. Uh, did, did you have something to share? I actually had a question for uh, for the team, for the guys. But is it too late? <laughs> no, it's not too late. Please go ahead. Um, I had a question. Uh, a lot of agents, real estate agents, and businessmen in general, they have um, they have a person who you know who inspires them, who they are looking up to, who. Um, you know, who, who pushes them and inspires them. So I just had a question if they had such a person and if, if they do, who is that person? My 10 year old son, <laughs> he's, my, he's my inspiration to get out and do everything every day. And Ken, Ken expi yeah, inspires yeah, me. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, we all have our reasons for doing what we're doing and why we have to do them, it could be financially, emotionally, psychologically, whatever. But, you know, things like this, it's the same thing. You know, who knows, someone might say something on this right here that's like, whoa, I never even thought about that. That's like a little nugget, a little, a little thing that you just took out of this for today that changes your mindset. Um, so it could come from reading something, watching a movie, a, TV, a cartoon. I mean, you never know where that's going to come from. For me, there's a couple of guys that I really like. Um, one of the guys, his name is Les Brown. Um, I don't know if anybody here has ever heard of him, but he's amazing. He's this, I think he's like 75 now. He's this black pastor, um, but he was born uh, in an abandoned building. And him and his twin brother were left. The, his mother had them, dropped them on the floor and walked out of the building. And they were found by this woman. She raised them. And his, his whole concept, he's like, look, life's not fair. It just is. It's not fair that the birds eat the worms, but they do. And, you know, if you can get that in your head, like, hey, it's not fair, but I'm still going to do this and I'm going to do that. That's huge. So he's awesome. And he's, he's, and he's really easy to listen to. He's got a ton of stuff on YouTube and you can watch him. He's funny and really, really personable. Um, and there's a ton of people out there like that. But it, it could be anybody. It could be anybody that says something that takes you to that next level somehow. Yeah. Probably not the answer you're looking for, but it's really, it's kind of that simple. You never know. But it's true. We learn every day and, and that, that that's the purpose of doing these kind of things and really getting out there and networking in general is sometimes you can go to a, a coach and hear the same thing over and over again, but each time you catch something different out of it. So, oh, yeah. uh, and even, and for me now too, when I do something like this with, with you guys, it's like just hearing myself say it, it reminds me of all the stuff that I'm actually not doing. So that's inspiration for me to stop just saying it and actually do it. Um, sometimes even just some, having somebody hold you accountable is great too, because oh this whole, this whole time, I'm proud of myself because Mark's wife, Freedom, 
has been texting me not to curse. And I didn't once the whole time. So that's my win for the week too, as well. <laughs> nice. All right. Do we have anybody else that wants to share? I'll, I'll share my win. I sold a, a fixer in five hours in Granada Hills. Good job. Um, five hours. It was unbelievable. Got the contract. Five hours later, it was sold. That's that's that, was a, that, that was a hell of a deal. So good job on that. Now you got to get the next one going. Always next one. Yes, there you go. It's your board. I not stop. I got to tell him again. So um, I'd like to thank Mark and Ken for joining us. Um, uh, Mark, thank you, guys. For making oh, thank you for having us on. Yeah. Ken, same to you. Uh, thank you so much for working uh, your schedule and make this work. And, you know, keep up the good work. Keep up doing what you're doing. I mean, you know, Mike, I have clients that doesn't matter which property I take them to, Mark and Ken, somehow the listing agent. So. Um, Holy moly. Yeah. Spread keep, the word. Yeah, we, we don't mind keeping it like that. That's not a problem. Keep it up. Yeah. So, uh, and again, thank you so much for being here and joining us. Um, any final words, uh, Lior? Uh, no, I want to just really thank everybody for taking the time. We keep seeing uh, a lot of the same faces come back. So thank you for uh, being part of this. Um, next week, we're going to be here same time, same place. We'll bring some more information. And again, Mark and Ken, it uh, doesn't go unnoticed that you take time out of your day. We know how busy you guys are. So thank you for sharing with us and, and joining us on this uh, episode. Um, cool. and, that, and that's it. We'll, uh, we'll see everybody uh, same place, same time next week. Thank you all. Wish me. Wish me luck, guys. I got Frank from Flux Environmental. We're doing going into a mold inspection now. So fingers crossed, everybody. Good, good luck. Wear a mask. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Bye. Thank Bye, you. Guys.